Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome to the Whiskey Sessions podcast, episode 128. This is Amats here with B Pimp. B Pimp, how's it going with you? It's going great. I had a really hard time finding a number 28 or thinking of a number 28, so I had to go look. And guess who's the best option for number 28? Number You'll never guess. All right. I'll take you up on that. I won't guess. He shares. Take a one. Here, I'll give you the, the uh, like a really helpful hint. You still won't get it. He shares your first name. Whoa. Does he go by Andy or Andrew? Andrew. All right. Andrew Bogut? No. Andrew Lang. Do you remember right. Andrew Lang, the journeyman center from the 90s? Not really. He wore number 28 on every team he was on, which was seven teams, and he had an 11-year career, and he was on the 1999 Chicago Bulls, which was a terrible, <laughs> terrible team. <laughs> and he started. Yeah, it's uh, he started? He yes. started on that team. Him and, like, who is it? Corey Benjamin? Yeah, Cornell David. Oh, wow. 90s, that's uh, classic 90s Bulls. Randy Brown was, like, one of the people that hung around from the championship the second three P team was still there because he had no other options. Oh man. That was like a, I wonder how many holdovers there were from 98 to 99. It wasn't many. I think Ron Harper actually stuck around for a year because of the way his contract worked out. Okay. But Thanks. it was very sparing. Even Luke Longley was given the boot. Huh? Uh, well, hopefully we're not giving a whiskey the boot. Uh, but before we get to, trying out your whiskey, which I'm curious to see what you have. Uh, I want to give people a heads up on what we're covering today. This is an exciting episode because a lot of people out in the world watch some amount of television. And if they've watched some amount of television, they know all about those as seen on TV products, your infomercials, your infomercial e-commercial type products. So we're going over the top five of those your as seen on TV products. I'm yeah, excited for this. So you had to go way back in the vault. Yes. And I'm an infomercial junkie. So I, that's like a tangential reason for me to be excited about this. Yeah. Before we do though, and again, this is the first episode of the new year. It's also our first episode since Christmas. And I have a, I have a, it's not a bees beef, of course, but I have a beef leftover from Christmas and it's basketball related. And let me know if you agree with this because I, I'm going to get over it, but I'm a little bit frustrated. One of the gifts I got, which I was looking forward to was NBA 2K22, I guess, 2K22. And I haven't gotten a 2K game in a few years. I tend to get one like every three or four years. Um, I've noticed I've played this game just a, a tiny bit before, and it looks almost like 2K19. Exactly, which is fine with me. That's not my beef. Here is my beef. I haven't seriously gotten to play this game yet for two reasons. One, I got the game and immediately my Nintendo Switch said, not enough memory, pal, sorry. Apparently I needed to have 40 gigabytes of memory for this game alone. The little SD card that I have was only 32 gigabytes. So I had to purchase a new SD card. So that's, that's where it's the problem starts. 40 gigabytes for a switch game. Yeah. That's Jeez. really awesome. fun, right? 
there's some really bloated Xbox One games that I've seen, but that I feel like that's just a difference in the way that they make the game for the systems. I feel like a, that for a Switch game, that would be like, that's unbelievable to me. Yeah. And the the second thing that really, really bugged me was this morning. I was going to play a little bit of NBA 2K22. I got my USB card or SD card, I should say. And I plugged it in. Um, I'm like, all right, we're going to play, play a little bit of NBA. It had to download an update that took two hours to download. Yeah. Two hours. I know what, what was in the game itself when I bought (laughs) anything? I, I completely agree with you. First of all, I do have a couple of tidbits of information about this, I think. All right, please lay it on me because this is, I mean, am I ever going to actually get to play this game? I think you will, hopefully by the end of this year before we do our next, looking ahead to the next year Mm -hmm. episode. But I think you're right what you just said. Like they do, I think they do get like a minimum viable product for the disc and they immediately have like a massive update that comes out to like fix crippling problems with the game. And I think the 2K series is like well known as being one of the biggest offenders for that or some not just 2k but like some especially like madden was like that i haven't gotten a Madden game in a while but the last time i did it was ridiculous how long it took mm-hmm. and there's some features that you have to be you have to have xbox live gold to even use that are built into the game so it's just like it's gotten to the point of like ridiculousness with video games i think but it's super frustrating with when you want to just play a game and it's like oh like it'll take multiple hours for this game to work. <laughs> so I don't know. Video games are just, they shouldn't be so difficult to like get up and get playing. Like usually I feel like Nintendo is actually one of the better like companies for this. Yes. But my experience with 2k and I don't know. I really love all the, I have a switch. I haven't played it probably as much as I'd like. I went through a phase of buying some, first party games and I haven't played all of them yet, but the ones I've played, I really liked like all the Nintendo produced ones Mm -hmm. has been really good, but I haven't played too many like third party ones on it. I feel like we're still Maggie and I were still waiting for the next Zelda, which has just felt like multiple years of waiting. Yeah. They said, they said it was coming out this year. I'm sure that means like around Christmas. So it's basically another year, but yeah. Yeah, it'll be amazing. I really liked Paper Mario. I played the Paper Mario game that just the newest one it was very entertaining. Oh, I haven't played that one. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to check that out. Um, why don't you let the folks at home know what whiskey we are drinking for this podcast? We've got a very familiar distillery. You can see this bottle here. Few, few. But I don't know if you can tell. For, I'm holding it up to the cam. But this is a 10th anniversary. Whoa! Bourbon that they just made. I got the last bottle at Benny's. Holy smokes! Nicely yep. done. Very excited. Was there at the right time. It's got like a fancy label on it from Paul Haletko, the master distiller in Evanston, Illinois. It's one of our proud Illinois bourbons. I really like the. They switch it up. They've got gold accents on the bottle this time. Yeah, that's kind of nice. 
I don't see like color super well, but that is a nice looking bottle. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, it's a four green straight bourbon, 93 proof, 46.5% alcohol. And it's got a nice little thing on the back here. A decade of distilling American whiskey is a testament to the success of few spirits. We are proud to call ourselves Chicago's whiskey and prouder still of all that we have overcome and accomplished in celebration of 10 years of great whiskey. We share this limited edition four grain straight bourbon, bold notes of spicy cinnamon, oak and vanilla tease the palate and a smooth round finish delivers a celebratory experience. Oh, all right. I'm curious to see if you detect the notes of cinnamon and vanilla. We'll see. I'm usually not the best at that, but let's see. I'm trying to get the cork out. Finally, did. Are, you, uh, are you drinking it neat? Drinking it on the rocks? What do you got there? I'm, uh, I'm going on the rocks in my classic glass here. I'm going to take a over here, get a nice little sampling. I was very excited to see this because I mentioned on a recent episode I was going to look for more. few options. A few more few options. <laughs> nice. I think it's, yeah. It's good to try what you got locally for sure. Support local. Exactly. I try to intersperse it with, you know, some local distilleries that make stuff I like, trying their different offerings and then also just randomly looking for ones. Especially I like to look for states we haven't had yet. Mm-hmm. Got to cross a few of those off the list. I kind of want to go back and see how many states we've actually gone through. I don't know. We should make a map like a we have like a command center and we have a map mm-hmm. with little whiskey magnets and you put one on the state. <laughs> Who's gonna make that for us? Come on, somebody. Send us an email. <laughs> All right, the smell of this, actually if if you see the color's a little darker than maybe it some is. of the ones we normally drink. Yeah. I feel and like then the smell light ones in a row. But I like that it's a little bit darker. We definitely have. I've noticed that we've been talking about the light color a lot on recent episodes. The smell is a little, um, it's a little more bold and it does have a little hint of sweetness to the smell even. Mm. So I'm going to take the first sip here and see what we think of this 10th anniversary bourbon. I'm curious if it's going to be a little more cinnamon forward, a little more vanilla forward, maybe neither of them. I do get, I get some vanilla on the front when you first take the sip. Very nice warming sensation which we talk about a lot. I like the whiskeys that give you that warmth. The you sweater, that sweater on, the on the inside. Whoa, oh, yeah. jinx. Jinx, you owe me a sweater. <laughs> um, it has that. It has, I do, I detect a little bit of the cinnamon of the, of that kind of, it wasn't specific cinnamon, but it was a little bit of that sweet spiciness. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Um, I'm going to take another sip because it was very, there's a lot going on with this one. I mean, I'll, I'll never say don't take that second sip. I mean, should even take that third sip if you're thinking about it, but. It does have, I think it's very consistent because that's exactly what I tasted the first time. It just hits you the upfront. It is more of like the vanilla notes. And then when you, when you're finishing it, it's like this kind of that spice, that cinnamon that they're talking about with the warming sensation. Does it, I find, and maybe this is a mistake I make when I'm tasting whiskeys, if I take the second sip a little bit too close to the first sip, the second sip hits me a lot harder. 
are you getting that or is it you mentioned like fairly consistent between the two i've gotten that before but not with this one in fact i just snuck in my third sip right well, there no one was looking well no one was looking and i get the same thing all three times and i like it so i'm putting this on the smooth train few is undefeated few go out there if you are in the chicago area or anywhere you can find few get it it seems like they don't miss no it's good and it's not what i expected i thought it because of what i just the way that i associate bourbon specifically it's more really more on like the sweet and like toasted oats and vanilla like that kind of it doesn't generally have this kind of that cinnamon flavor to it in a nice way. So this is a really good, it's, it surprised me compared to what I expected from having their just like regular bourbon quite yeah. a bit. So really big fan of, of their work again. Nice. Well, get there. It's their, what is it called? The 10th anniversary bourbon or. Yeah, it's a 10th anniversary bourbon. It's a four grain straight bourbon. Whiskey. Nice. Go out there and get it folks. Another one for the smooth train. Um, all right, we have to circle back on our as seen on TV items. And I, I think we both, you know, kind of mentioned having to go into the way back machine to find as seen on TV items from our childhood that we really liked. I'm starting to wonder if this whole category is uh, a little bit of nostalgia, though, because of just like the, the TV watching patterns that people have, like people skip commercials, they don't even watch infomercials if they even like still exist people got their streaming services is are as seen on tv items going the way of the microsoft zoom i think that it's it would be i can't really disagree with that i do think that there are more people than you might expect who still watch terrestrial tv and do watch commercials but it's definitely diminishing and I, and it makes me sad because I do like, it's so much more convenient and efficient to watch stuff the way we're watching it. But I did have that as a kid. I, I, I didn't only like watching the shows I like to watch. I like watching TV at weird times to see what was on. And that's why I would stumble across a lot of this stuff. So mm -hmm. it, it has a very special place in my heart, which I'll talk about a lot when we're going through the different items. When you thought about your list, were you thinking about the top items that you thought were the most useful that you've used, the top items that just seemed the coolest, the top items that were marketed the best? Like what, what did you consider the best? It was a mix for me. I think it was probably a combination of marketing usefulness of the item and like uniqueness and generally what I've heard from anybody that I know that might have used it like is this actually useful for what they're saying it's useful for or is it a piece of crap like it's all of that um and then I, I think for me I'll be honest though what weighed more to it was like my memory of the product and the maybe the infomercial or the ads or the way that it was marketed on tv too kind of played into it more for me yeah Oh, totally. And I, I realized as I was going and trying to make my list, like I've actually purchased very few of these. Right. So I couldn't go yeah. really on like their functionality. It would be a short yeah. list. Um, but all right. This is exciting. Let's get into it. These are our top five as seen on TV items. More than four, less than six. It's the top five. Uh, all right. What is your number five? My number five is an item that I saw marketed heavily as a young person by Chuck Norris and Christy Brinkley. It's the total gym. 
Ooh, I didn't have any exercise ones on mine, but I should have. This is a great one. Yeah, Total Gym was great, and I loved it. it was just Chuck Norris, like super uh, weird outfits, and like it's like they tried to make his hair even more red. They were just mm-hmm. like, we want as much redness coming through as possible, and. Chrissy Brinkley and him would have like weird chemistry when they were talking about this product. And I was always like, Hey, that looks like an effective, <laughs> as like a nine year old. <laughs> yeah. This is like a great fitness item. This seemed like one of the things. And if I'm misremembering how these infomercials went, let me know. But it, it seemed like one of those things that would do like 400 different exercises. Yes. Some of them were probably made up exercises that maybe weren't even good for you to do. Right. Yeah. That is correct. But it's a I've lot heard, of like tension grabbing string things, right? Yeah. And it was, it was that, and it was just like the way that you could manipulate the different parts of it to move it. Like you could lay at different angles and stuff. And I think that's a lot of, but I mean, I heard some of these exercise things did work. It was just probably overpriced. Like they would yeah. do what they generally what they're saying, but you shouldn't have had to pay as much as they were. But I loved it because I think they would, if I were remembering these correctly, they would start out with them doing some kind of thing or like in a car or something. And they'd be like, Hey, how do you think I got this? <laughs> Chuck Norris wearing a tank top, like, look at my shoulders. And it's like, I'm doing the total gym. It was just silly. Do you think Chuck Norris or Christy Brinkley actually use the total gym? I highly doubt it. Yeah. All right. Uh, my number five, I, I put this as my number five, not because it's an interesting product, but I, I actually had to put it on my list because we bought it and we use it and it frankly works pretty well. Uh, and we have to use it a lot for Elena's clothes that get stains on them. But this is Billy Mays's OxyClean. Oh yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. It, uh, I mean, frankly, I think it works better than, at least as well as any other kind of product that does that, if not better. Yeah. I've had a good experience with that too. Yeah. Um, so that's why I got to put it at my number five. I know like it's, there's nothing particularly unique about it that I can think of, but it works. And they chose to, their way of introducing it to the market was TV. I wonder why. Yeah. That's what I'm always curious about is like, there must be some, I mean, it's got to be like whatever their barrier to entry was. Like if you're somebody who's already connected to retail chains or something, you could just like get a deal to get your products in stores. Or Mm -hmm. is this something I know there's that, there's that like better brands umbrella that I see infomercials where they'll like feature a product. And I'm always confused about that. I'm like, why is there a middleman for something that is already sending me like a TV advertisement for, like, I don't get it, but those are the weirdest effing commercials. I don't understand why they exist. Yeah. I know there's always some marketing or like business reason that doesn't make sense, but yeah. All right. What's your number four? My number four is another fitness product that I, um, I don't think I've ever used it, but I've heard people use, I've heard very mixed reviews, but I loved the marketing. Um, Suzanne Summers thigh master. Oh, good one. Yes. There was lots of, lots of like um, neon colored leotards and like leg warmers present in those. That was such a phase of home workout stuff. Yeah. Which I feel like kind of went away, but is now back with like Mm -hmm. Peloton and Peloton leading the way and then some other things. Yeah. I just got, um, 
my first set of dumbbells and I got Bowflex. They're like select a size. You can see it. There's a dial on the side. You could pick from like 15 different weight increments and it'll pick up the right amount of that is awesome. Plates. I think I tried to buy those like a year and a half ago at the beginning of the pandemic or closer to the beginning of it. And for some reason, dumbbells were either like horrifically overpriced for a while or just weren't available because yeah. I think everyone was buying them. Maybe I should yeah. look again now. I got them at Target and it was a good deal. So, I mean, you might be able to get a, get lucky now. Nice. Okay. They're kind of expensive, but they, t- they give up, they give up, give you back so much space because it's 15 different weight increments in each one. Yeah. That's kind of critical. We can't have like a bunch of different size dumbbells around. Yeah. Um, all right. Great. Number four, my number four, I thought of this one. I haven't used it ever um, or really seen the product particularly well, but this is actually one of the few as seen on TV products that I have heard testimonials from real people. I know that this is an effective product and that I, because we're potty training Elena right now, I was thinking about it a lot more because they actually recommend that uh, to help your young kid, like get a poop out while they're potty training, you can raise their feet a little bit because they're used to, she's used to squatting really low. So my number four is the squatty potty. I mean, this is, it's a product intended you to, to get to you to like a more comfortable or natural position yeah. which is accurate. Yeah. Like toilets are probably too high. I have, we have these and I am a user not to get too uh, into my personal life, but we have these. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if it's going to be a double dip, maybe not, but uh, that's, that's why it's my number four. Yeah. Great, great choice. What's your number three? My number three is the Chia Pet. Ooh, this just missed my list. I love that. I I don't know if it has any real purpose other than like decorative, but no way. It's hilarious to me. It's just like like the fact that somebody came up with it. The fact that they like made them into imitating cultural icons and things. Like it's mm-hmm. just so weird altogether that I love it. I don't. It really took off, which seems with a few, a couple of decades beyond like maybe the height of Chia Pets, like crazy in retrospect how popular these were. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just Chia like pets. them. I never had one, but I just, I would. Like, I'm trying to think if I got one as a joke gift or not. Uh, maybe. There was one at a um, home dog Christmas, I think, one year that was floating around the white elephant. Mm. Maybe that was it. Yeah. I feel like I might have walked away with it. I don't know. Uh-oh. I'm going to have to think Has that. it survived? Did you, did you think it's somewhere in your house unbeknownst to you? Uh, probably <laughs> not. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. My number three is the Sham Wow, which is not a product I've ever used. But those infomercials, those commercials were... Uh, a cultural touchstone. Everybody knew the guy. Well, I don't know if they knew what his actual name was, but he went by Vince. Um, and he has had plenty of legal problems since if I was like doing a brief overview of his Wikipedia page, but the guy could sell ShamWow. Yeah. And really all it is, is like an absorbent towel, I think <laughs> slash sponge yeah. or something. They're useful. I, my dad has some to dry the car off after he washes his car. 
Well, th- there you go. I mean, if they work, yeah. they work. Like they don't do anything like spectacular, but they were, I, I feel like all the infomercial rage for a while. Oh yeah. Big time. Um, all right. What is your number two? Squatty potty, almost a double dip. Oh, just missed it. So close. Man, if I had one, I would have put it higher. But Oh, you got to Everybody should have a squatty potty. I, I have to give Lisa credit. She was the one who brought them home and was like, hey, this, I heard these are good. And I was like, eh, I don't know. I've been doing this for a long time, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> I think I got it down. Yeah, and then I was like, wow. I think after like the first time, I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> All right, it really I'm works. Then. We're getting them for that. Yeah. All right, my number two is uh, another product I've never had, but it just... It's one of those things. I mean, one of the two things, I suppose, that really makes me think about these types of infomercials more than anything else. And that's the George Foreman grill. Yeah, that was an honorable mention for me. And I know there have been different variations of this, but I thought, one, George Foreman's a pretty good salesperson. And all I remember is like, I don't think these grills are even that there's anything particularly unique about them, but they always talk about like it, it drains away the fat. Right. That's all I remember, like they're, I don't know if they're like tilted a little bit or what it is. Was. It's like slightly yeah. tilted. It's not quite like, I mean, it's probably like what a 65 degree or something like that. I don't know, but yeah, it's not 65 crazy. Kind of a lot. Well, what's the, this is, well, no, I think I mean 30 then. Like 30? it's not quite okay. a 45 degree angle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I had to go on the other side of 45. <laughs> <laughs> It wicks away the fat by having all the burgers just fall right off. <laughs> it goes straight in the garbage, so you don't eat it. Straight in the garbage, 65 degree angle. Um, have you, wait, have you had one of these before? We have, yeah. Lisa had one. Nice. We used to use it briefly. Do you think it, I don't even know how much they cost or if it, they still I, sell them. Yeah, you could find them now. Like, honestly, they're all over the place. Like, if you go to a Goodwill or something, if you really are in a pinch and you get a there's going to be a gotta have grills. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they're easy to, honestly, they're not that hard to clean. They do cook. I don't think there's anything magic that they're doing. It's literally just having the grease slide into a tray so that it's not sitting in the grease when it cooks. Like yeah. there is some benefit to that. I'm sure. And it did do what it said it would do. It would cook things. It's pretty versatile. You can cook different kinds of meats. You can make sandwiches in it. Like you could do a lot of stuff with it, but it's just, I mean, Yeah. It's got a regular George Foreman over here. Hey, uh, you know, I'm, uh, I, I named all my kids different versions of George. <laughs> um, all right. We are down to it. What is your number one? My number one is one that I picked almost specifically because of the commercial. The infomercial is the greatest thing ever. Um, it's the Showtime. Let's, I'm going to get the name right. The Showtime Pro Electric Rotisserie Oven sold by Ron Popeil. He was so good. I felt terrible not having one of his products on my list because I really liked him. He had the best, like, he would always get a really good co-host to play off of, and they just had the best shtick, and it was, like, the way that he was talking about. It's like, how could not every household in America have this freaking rotisserie? He was also the very best at the the like the price game they would do where he'd say like and you would think something like this would be three thousand dollars like, no, no i wouldn't 
You're like, yes, well, it's was. not. It's not even two thousand dollars. Like, hold on, it's not even two thousand. It's not even one thousand. He would go. He would do that like fifteen times before he got to the real price, and it would always be. He wouldn't even actually give the real price. He would say, "And how many installments that price would be?" Yeah, I think it was like three hundred dollars. So you like <laughs> but I love it. Just started at amount. You'd be like, "No, that would be outrageous if it started at that amount." You wouldn't expect to have to mortgage your house to get a rotisserie oven, wouldn't you? Yeah, like, uh, no, no, Ron. But thanks, I like yeah. I like your style. <laughs> yeah, but it's uh, no, he was really good, and you're totally right. He has like the perfect voice for infomercials too. I feel like. Yeah, and he had like really he had a good level of tan, fake tan, and yeah. like good TV hair. It's just a really good. He's like he should be. He should have the success of like Pat Sajak if you just base it on like how somebody looks. They should have switched places. <laughs> I think so. I would probably rather have him hosting uh, Wheel of Fortune than Pat Sajak. Yes. I'm going to start a Kickstarter for this yeah. purpose. <laughs> um, is, he, he's, is he still alive? I don't know. I hope so. I'll tell you in one second. And I'll also tell you if he has a personal life section. Ron Popeil is still alive. He was born in 1941. Okay. So he's and he's he, he lives in Vermont and his his wife has a PhD. He lives in Vermont. Yes, he does. Wow, that's not what I would have guessed for Ron Popeil. No, he's up there. Huh. He's up in the northeast. Yeah, just cooking like, chickens. I guess so. I th- I feel like for a guy that has hair like that and is really tan I wouldn't expect them to be like a remote Northeast mountain person. If you see him now, he's got like a huge beard and he's just ghostly white. <laughs> ah, okay. <laughs> um, all right. My number one for me, this is something I remembered as a kid. I remember it being a product. I didn't understand why we didn't have in retrospect. It seems totally stupid now, but great theme song, super simple. The clapper. Oh, yes. I mean, clap on, clap off. Why? I remember even like as a kid testing it in people's homes to see if they had one. No one ever did. (laughs) Hey, have you guys had Andy over? He just comes in the front door and claps. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He came over once and then we were like, no. (laughs) I don't think he was applauding our house, which we appreciated, but... (laughs) Yeah, it's uh, just a great invention. It is. It really is. I'm actually kind of upset that I didn't think of the clapper and include it. But I don't even really know how it works. I think it's like a separate plug or something. I didn't know the details. It is at all. Yeah, it's like a filter for your for your power source to your lamp or whatever you want to clap on or clap off. Huh. It's like you plug into this and then that plugs into the wall kind of thing. No, that's it's it's an amazing product. Uh, I want to maybe I should get one for the house now if I can find one. Yeah, I think so. I think we should have like an episode where you test out the clapper and that's all that we do. Just claps and silent appreciation outside of the the claps. And that's all the episode is. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Do you have any honorable mentions? I did. I had um, the George Foreman grill, also my pillow and the Snuggie. And I want to add the um, medical alert bracelet, the iPhone and I can't get up. Yeah, that is a classic. I forgot to include that because I couldn't remember what product that even was, but I, just a, I can't get up. It's a classic. It's just a, it's just a button you can hit to get like nine. It's like the OnStar for a person. Basically. Yeah. Uh, I included Snuggie as well. 
the of glove, which I'd be curious to try out. Um, because I've definitely burned my hand on the oven a couple of times. Chia pet, and then also tap light. I left oh, it yeah. to honorable mention because I actually have bought this before, and frankly, it kind of sucks. Super dim. Yeah, they're dim. They do. Yeah. I mean, they're convenient. My dad has one like in the entertainment center above where the CDs are. This is a very dated uh, reference I'm making, <laughs> but like he's got a tap light and it didn't work for that. Like there wasn't another way to get a light in there. So yeah, I think that makes sense. Like it's it just don't go in there expecting you're going to get like a really great light source. If all you need is a little bit of light just yes. to see, have any idea what's going on, it probably fits for that. But I think I expected more. Yeah. It's not going to replace any like ceiling based lighting that you might have in a room, but no. for a little tiny cubby <laughs> hole, it's good. I would love it if somebody just had like 15 <laughs> tap lights. On their it's, like, it's the Alan Partridge episode where he puts all the, he puts all the flashlights as a chandelier. <laughs> They're tied to a wheel. Oh, man, <laughs> and you turn them on up. one by one. <laughs> I got to catch up on some Alan Partridge for sure. Actually his newest show that's on HBO is great. They might have dropped it from HBO, but it's uh, it's on something. It's called This Time with Alan Partridge. It's unbelievable. Really? Yeah. I haven't seen it. Okay. It's so good. I'm going to find it. This Time? Yeah, it's called This Time. I have it on, uh, I think I had to get a BritBox trial on Amazon okay. to watch it. But it's worth it because it's uh, it's six episodes. And there's a second season, which isn't in the U.S. yet. But Okay. I'm going to get that. I have to catch up on that. I have to catch up on a couple of those... Uh, uh, the trip movies. Yes. As well. Yeah. Um, those are great. But anyway, really good. if you learn nothing else from this episode, it's that you need to go see Alan Partridge this time. Yep. For folks at home, if you have some as seen on TV items that you think we forgot about, go ahead and hit us up. Our Twitter is at whiskey sessions or send us an email to whiskey sessions, music at gmail.com. We will read it on a future episode, but we got to get to your emails for this episode. So let's get to them. These are your emails. You sent us emails to read emails, and now we'll read them. All right. I've got an email that says, Happy New Year, Whiskey Sessions. It's also the first up since Christmas. Did Santa bring you anything good? And this is from Chris in Resolute, Nunavut, Canada. I got a bunch of Dunkin' Donuts gift cards, which is great because I go there every day to get coffee. So I'm like set up for a while now. Can I tell you, if I got that, I wouldn't even know how to use it. We like don't have Dunkin' here. Oh, there's none? I don't know if there's none, but I think there's none. Well, yeah, probably because I mean, Starbucks is a West Coast thing and there's probably a ton of like local coffee. Yeah, out of the That's other better. chains we have a lot of, uh, we have Pete's. Oh, right. And then one that's a little more local, although I did, I know, well, uh, like my former neighbor works for them. That's why I kind of like know where they are, but Phil's is oh. a pretty popular brand here. Okay. Uh, and I, they just opened, I think, four stores in Chicago. Mm. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, I, I got to say, I, I got some good Christmas stuff. You know, NBA 2K22, when I do get a chance to play it, I will. Um, but my favorite Christmas gift was really a gift for Elena. Uh, I think it was three separate gifts, I think, but it was uh, a all Brio train based. We got extra Brio tracks, a 
Brio train that is electric powered, which is awesome because I don't think those existed when I was a kid. If they did, I didn't know about them. Uh, the only downfall is this train is like kind of loud, but it's pretty cool to watch it zoom around. And then also a bridge that basically looks like the Golden Gate Bridge. So we have Ooh. enough tracks and stuff now to create like a train set that basically takes up all of Elena's room. And it's amazing. And I love building them. And I think Elena kind of likes them, whatever, but I love them. <laughs> hey, that's, that's pretty cool. That sounds yeah. awesome. That is the best part about, I don't know if it's the best part. Actually, yes, it is the best part about having kids is like going through all like the old toys you forgot about again. Yeah. I can't wait till I can buy all the kids that I know Lego sets. Oh my God. Yeah. Legos. Uh, I love these Brio trains. I want to get some Lincoln logs. Did you ever play with those? Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Those are uh, cool. Yeah. I think Elena's going to be old enough for those pretty soon. So I will's got some like magnet tiles that like magnetized tiles that you can put Ooh. together into it. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of good stuff out there. Mm -hmm. Uh, what else we got in the old email inbox? We got an email that says, Dear Whiskey Sessions, my prediction for 2022 is that Whiskey Sessions will sell out and start their own streaming show on Netflix, abandoning the loyal listeners who made you for a cash grab. You'll be traveling the United States, seeing how all the whiskeys are made, handing out foam, boots, or smooth train tickets that double as souvenirs, schmoozing with the distillers, and telling stories about all the whiskeys you've drank over the years. Come to think of it, this is a great idea. I better reactivate my subscription. Confused carry in Calabasas. Oh, this is a really great idea. This person yes. is like pitching a show for us to Netflix. I know. Can we hire her as our, like representative i mean not if she's going to be asking for some kind of cut i think no, i'm higher it. in the way that it's like forced volunteerism oh right right yeah i think so <laughs> okay i think we should do that great i love this idea travel in the country drinking whiskeys souvenirs which yeah double is like things that we can like sell as well exactly who oh, wouldn't want to, we could have an infomercial where we're like, Hey, have you ever been drinking whiskey and wanted to give it a binary rating? Here's your, <laughs> here's your answer by the, the boot and smooth train combo pack. Yeah, this is, uh, would I, you expect to spend a thousand dollars on two foam <laughs> items? Yeah, <laughs> but it's not even that it's not even $800. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, good. It's 12 easy payments of 79 95. Um, that like, I, I don't know if we said it before, but if we haven't, then I'm saying it here for the first time. If we have said it before, I'm saying it again. Happily, I would sell out. We're waiting to be bought. I mean, we're yes. just like openly, like you give us a good offer. We thought Frito-Lay, we had a long courtship with Frito-Lay that I don't like to go into because it hurts a little bit, but yeah, we, you know, we, that's that, that corn chip based <laughs> ship <Nice>. has sailed. <laughs> chip has sailed. Chip has sailed. Yes. Yeah. Uh, oh, good puns there. Um, but yeah, we'll sell out. We're on board for this show. I don't like, I don't care if it's Netflix, I, even if it's for, I would stoop to Hulu. I would reboot uh, CISO with the show. Yeah. <laughs> I think that would probably it's be his highest rated show. That was what they were waiting for. Us and Psych, or not Psych, uh, Shrink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, all right. If you got an email you want to send us, hit us up at whiskey sessions music at gmail.com. Or, of course, our Twitter feed that's at whiskey sessions. 
But uh, yeah, we'll read your email or your tweets on a future episode. But that does it for this episode, our great Andrew Lang episode. It will forever be known as the Andrew Lang episode. Yes. Uh, B-Pimp, you got any words of wisdom you want to leave our listeners with? Uh, way to gut it out in 1999 with the Bulls, Andrew Lang. Really, way to do it. I mean, just, I wonder on how many other teams he would have gotten a starting job. That was his second to last year in the league, too. So, I mean, he was, he was probably like, wow, I'm starting? This I didn't think it's bad. Well, then they drafted Dolly Borbagarich and he saw the writing on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> Hall of Famer Dolly Borbagarich. Yes, he was very good at standing with his arms up. <laughs> yeah, that's a talent. It is. Um, all right. Until next time, this is A Matt saying peace out. And be pinned. Bye. Bye.